This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Bonsoir et bienvenue à Teal Town After Dark. Après une victoire de 4 à 2 de Requins de San Jose sur les Canadiens de Montreal. That's all you're going to get for my, for my <laughs> French. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday night, October 24th, 2019. The Sharks are victorious 4-2 over the... Montreal Canadiens. So welcome to Teal Town After Dark. We do this live and interactive after every game. So do us a favor. If you aren't already, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in our YouTube Super Chat on the page app. But of course, we always like to have you follow us on the social at Teal Town USA, whether it's on the Twitter, Insta, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, you name it, you love it. And for more, hit us up on tealtownusa.com. That's right. You have three of us. Of us. It's, so let's say hello to the guy who's directly to my left. It is Al Martinet. Hello, everyone. Good to see you all. Good to see Ian. Good to see Puck Guy. Um, yeah, let's get into it. All right. And, of course, to my further furthest from me on the left, the angry Canadian robot who's smiling, that is Ian Reed. Yeah, be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> and that's exactly what the Montreal Canadiens have been saying the last eight times they've taken on the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Montreal comes in, uh, what was it? Or uh, well, Sharks are 14-4-0 against Montreal since 2005. Brent Burns does his 600th Sharks game uh, tonight. And let's get into it. Sharks... Uh, Ian, I don't know what it is about Montreal. And, and like Jamie Baker said on the broadcast, what Buffalo is to the Sharks, the Sharks are to the Canadiens. Carey Price was abhorrent tonight. I mean, that's that's really the big start of it, really. Um, a lot of it's not very... I don't think, like, if you look at a lot of the underlying stats for tonight, not very flattering for the Sharks at all. Yeah. Um, but Carey Price was absolutely terrible. So, yay us. <laughs> and and things look like they're going to be starting really crazy at 659 Barclay Goodrow skates in from a nice free from Jumbo Joe Thornton scores to make it one nothing oh wait a second here Montreal will challenge for offsides um what did you think of the call Al and it ended up being no goal but what did you think of the call I mean it's the absolutely right call I mean Goodrow um, had at least three extra steps, and it really did appear like that in the replay, and it really didn't take that long. And um, I think it is kind of the fault of the replay system that if it's a bad challenge, the team that the initial should make it more of an incentive for there to be more correct calls on the ice right. than to be like, you know, two minutes in the penalty plus you're in. It, it's just it doesn't make much sense in my book. Yeah, it it was it was the right call, absolutely. Um, Attaboy and his team. Our our friend uh, tweeted out a, a good a still shot of how, of the offside play, and it was just like if if that isn't offside to you, I can't help you. Yeah, I mean it, it looked pretty obvious, and uh, nothing like Landeskog uh, in Game Seven against the Sharks for sure. But uh, no goal on that play. I, again, I agree with the game. It was a good call. Uh, but it was still nothing, nothing after that. Uh, then at 12.31, Milker Carlson goes off for slashing. Um, I don't know why a milkman would want to you know, deliver slashing milk, but he did. Montreal did nothing there. Uh, but then at 16.36, Cousins, his first as a Montreal Canadian from Thompson, makes it one nothing Montreal. Um we didn't like that. I'm sure Montreal did. But, uh, Ian, what did you take from the opening goal from Cousins? 
Um, I don't. It, it was. It was fine. I mean, there wasn't really a, a whole lot Aaron Dell can do. I thought Ferraro, other than getting stutter step there, um, he he made the right play. Um, but I think when he got when Cousins kind of gave him that little stutter step where you could see kind of just like he was kind of just it felt to me like he kind of just watched the play from there on. Um, but I, you know what? I, I mean, a uh, little bit of a rookie mistake there. Cousins makes them pay in, you know, that the puck gets back to cousins from like, it just a, a silly angle and, and cousins puts it in. So it's, it wasn't good, but it wasn't, uh, it's hard to really point and say this, this is why things are terrible. Al, what did you think of the goal? You know, I thought uh, Dell could have probably hold on to the puck a little bit more um, rather than giving out another rebound. Um, but, um, you know, the Sharks really did try to put on a little bit of a transition game. But uh, when you match speed, something that Montreal is very, very built on, um, it just kind of backfired on the Sharks right there. So I'm not really sure uh, what Dell could have done better. Um, so maybe just hold on to the rebound and go from there. Uh, yeah, he gave up a juicy rebound, a nice save beforehand, but unfortunately, Cousins buries it to make it one nothing, Montreal. Uh, at eighteen ten, Shea Weber gets called for hooking. Um, shame on him. Uh, and he, <laughs> he he felt bad, uh, especially at nineteen oh five when Evander Kane, all he does is score power play goals. It seems like <laughs> he gets his fifth from Couture and Hurdle. Originally, they gave this to. Uh, to uh, Couture, but it looked like Kane got it, uh, got a little piece of it, Al, to tie this game up at one-one late in the late in the first. Yeah, uh, head off of uh, Kane's skate, but uh, this was a really good, sh- uh, just overall team effort. Uh, last couple of minutes to end the period, especially drawing the penalty. Um, but um, this also was the first game after Couture's. Uh, post-game comments about uh, there being enough accountability from the, you know, from that overtime period with the long shift. So you kind of were hoping to see what the lock, you know, line chemistry would kind of be like from the from Montreal in tonight's game against Montreal. Um, again, Couture's only stuck on that one goal, but I thought his play tonight was pretty good, and especially Kane. Kane had two goals tonight. Um, Should have probably gotten a third one, but. Um, really good game from those two. Ian, what did you think of the opening power play for Team Teal? Power play was, I mean, power play was one of the, it was was a good thing tonight. Like, I, I, I think the power play was solid. I thought the penalty kill was solid. Like, special teams isn't really my concern with this team right now. 5v5 is my concern with this team. Big time. Um, but, I, I, you know what, power play looked, I thought power play looked solid. Um, and, and again, Carey Price being a sieve definitely helped us. <laughs> well do, you know. do we know that Kerry price is just back to his injured self or is he still not the the same stride that he would once was yeah i wonder it, it, i'm glad you asked that because i i'd like to do it kind of a deeper dive on Kerry price and because you know some goalies do really like they need shots right and then and if they sit around for too long they get they just there's some goalies that just can't deal with not getting shots. And let's be honest, 5v5, there's not a lot of shots on goal for the Sharks. So I kind of wonder if he just, you know, if he gets out of focus when he's not facing 40 shots tonight. I mean, the Sharks only had 22, but it frankly looked like 14. Right. No, exactly. I mean, 22 made it to the net, but how many of those were quality scoring chances? Not enough. Only five of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd have to look it up, but it's like, you know, what's the? I think uh, per natural stat trick, they had the the Sharks had 13 scoring chances, five high danger, per natural stat trick. And in the first, the Sharks out, were outshot 13 to eight by Montreal. Uh, they had that one power play goal tally. Here's a great one too, guys. 71% in the faceoff circle to begin the uh, opening period, uh, which is something quite opposite of what they've been doing, so that was pretty good. So, 
second period, uh, PDB doing his line blender thing, uh, putting Kevin LeBanc with Hurdle and Kane just to see what happens. Uh, at uh, 420, huh, huh. Uh, originally they were saying Kulak took a tripping call. Uh, then after a minute or so, he comes out and Pete, uh, Jeff Petrie goes in for tripping up um, uh, what LeBanc? Marlow, I'm 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 still confused by this one. Um, yeah, to to set up a uh, a Sharks power play and and you know 4:54. If Andrew Kane does it again, his second of the game uh, from Hurdle and Burns uh, to give the Sharks a 2-1 lead on this one. Uh, Al uh, Kane again, and this this power play is slowly starting to click a little bit more. I mean, um, I mean, the power play was the sole offense tonight. Um, um, some of it was because the roughing was just a little bit um, questionable at times, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. But uh, it's good to see the power play clicking. Um, it is kind of worrisome about the penalty kill, um, especially with, you know, Velasic or Carlson, Brett Burns. You would think that would be the strong point, uh, along with the power play. But, um, you know, Vander Kane, I'm glad that he's starting to click. Um, you know, yeah. And kind of going back on to piggyback on what Al just said on the questionable calls, Ian. Last game, Mario Ferraro takes a tripping call mm-hmm. uh, with a check on the boards. Earlier in the game, Sorensen gets stripped up fairly similarly and was let go. Um, there are some really, I thought like some of the calls in this game were really ticky tacky um both ways to be completely mm-hmm. honest absolutely like it just there there seemed to be like a lot of bad calls and then a lot of makeup calls to make up for said bad calls that were also <laughs> bad like <laughs> i don't know what to tell you right uh lebank uh we're getting some comments from the locker room now lebank the gold called back didn't stop us we kept our foot down uh good sure good i mean that's what you need to do no matter what what happens to you is to keep that foot on the gas. Uh, sleepy mofo as we uh, continue on here. Who would have thought that the most expensive back would be Jeff Jones? Just kidding. Uh, you know, let's let's talk about Aaron Dell tonight. He had a uh, terrific game uh, with uh, over, what, 35 saves on, on the night, if I'm not mistaken, according to the stat sheet. Yeah, Aaron Dell was solid tonight. Like, you, you can't. I don't really fault Aaron Dell on either of the goals. I thought, you know, Aaron Dell uh, made sure that this was a hockey game. If not for Aaron Dell tonight, like, because I, I, I know everyone's like, oh, this is a great win. And it really wasn't like it really wasn't. Um, but Aaron Dell definitely did his job tonight for sure. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go with this comment to you. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind Jones and Dell platooning for now. Uh, that's per Rob Iman. Would you like to see a little more of a platoon with with the Sharks? And considering, you know, I mean, or, or well, Jones is your guy. I think Jones has the bigger upside, but um, I think the moment where, Don- where Dell starts to get better, you know, starts to face bigger competition, uh, better competition is the point where you start to say there's a goaltender controversy. Um, you know, I I would always side with with Jones just because the moment you take that that place away from him, um, you really strip away his controversy, you know, his confidence, and you might not get that back. And that's the big worry. Um, I I get the worry about you know Jones letting in goals in the first five minutes. That's really infuriating but you gotta trust him you gotta you gotta write it for right now but um let's be honest um dell's probably gonna start against ottawa a team that's probably not gonna go anywhere this year and he's probably gonna start against the ducks so he's really gonna be the the goaltender you face against bottom tier competition all right and he continued to make some saves in the meantime the other end one of the guys that got called out last game from Logan Couture, Kevin LeBanc, buries one in. 
Uh, Hurdle gets the loan assist unless they had changed it, but uh, I thought a great play down low, uh, up by the boards by... Uh, uh, okay, they gave it to Kane as well. Hurdle and Kane, uh, mm-hmm. but I also thought uh, Ian, that Carlson helped set up, kept keep that play going in the offensive zone. Oh, Carlson just made some stupid, ridiculous passes tonight. Like, just in general. I mean, even that offside goal, I mean, that was a great first pass out of the zone, which is exactly what you want to see from Eric Carlson. Um, that's, you know, that's his bread and butter, that first pass out of the zone. And tonight, he was making them like crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good setup. I remember I, I, this this was the one that went off Kane's skate, right? No, this was the one. Uh... That was the first one. Oh, it was the first one, right? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I mean, just the 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 passing, um, the 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 passes out of the zone by Carlson tonight were were great. They're on point. I mean, it was one of there. There's a lot of you know you'd think with with the win uh, by that goal margin you would have a lot more like genuine pluses, but that but Carlson's plays out of the zone were definitely one of them. Yeah, and it was a nice play. Uh, LeBanc all alone buries it in. Uh, so, nice play there. Makes it 3-1. The Sharks starting to pull away a little bit. Then at 13:26, Burns takes a holding call. Uh, one that, you know, Jamie Baker called ticky-tacky. And I think that, of course, boys, was uh, to make up for it. But, again, we'll go back to Aaron Dell, Al. Dell with some great saves. I, I think I counted almost like five on that power play alone to uh, to keep it a two goal game. Yep, kept it a two goal game. Um, you know, very good penalty kill. Um, there's, I think they were over three at, by the end of the game. But at that point, you want to keep it a two goal game. Um, you know, he was pretty solid minus those two goals, just like Ian said. I don't mean mm-hmm. to say the same thing, but. Um, you know, I thought the Sharks defense pretty sound and I really didn't think Montreal's overall shots were that, you know, that good. I think there were just a lot of shots from the outside, which is what you want to do for a defense. But the shots they were getting were kind of just really up close, but nothing really dangerous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the heat map for this, like the, the, the problem with the Sharks, it's, look at a lot of these plays is it's not just one or two opportunities it's the third and fourth and fifth opportunities and the, the, they've got to do something about this because this is going to kill them in the long run hi Naomi. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh he misses nemo uh, although they have kaka nemo i guess i, I don't know we'll, we'll go there all right uh, late in the period 1924 in uh Marlowe and Thornton feed Melker Carlson, who makes a delivery into the uh, milk cage of Carey Price at 19 tour to make it 4-1 Sharks. A good tidbit about this coming, uh, I believe it was from Sharks stats, Uncle Darren Stevens here. Marlowe and Thornton assist on the Melker's goal. The last time two 40-year-olds assisted on a goal in the NHL was March 29th, 2013. Yarmer Yager and the great Ray Ray Witt assisted on Jamie Ben's goal for Dallas. Mm. <laughs> there you have it. Their speech guys is... rule. <laughs> One's a Hall of Famer, the one might not be a Hall of Famer. Oh. Whoa. 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 I think you could make a case for Whitney. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Marlo. I was I was talking about Marlo. <laughs> oh, oh, ouch. Yikes. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Sleepy wow. Mofo in, in the chat. Dell had nine saves in a minute nine. That's crazy. And it's too many. It's like, I mean, kudos for, for Dell for, for the way he played tonight. But, like, this can't, the, these these plays like this can't continue. You cannot continue to give up four or five shots on a play like that. Like so the defense has got to be better. I mean, yeah, the goaltenders could probably, you know, squeeze a glove now and then too. And that would definitely help. But, uh, you know, the defense has got to get rid of these pucks or do something because this shooting gallery from, from up close is that like, again, it's, it's a problem. And if the sharks don't get it under control, it's going to end up costing them more often than they're going to get 
you're, they're, they're going to skate away like they did tonight. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so I see I was going back into the chat a little bit. Uh, some people are saying MVP for Tim Heed. Uh, Mike, oh yeah, yeah, MVP which, of the game, absolutely. First, uh, first, second, and third star. Right. Uh, three played. <laughs> three played three twenty one, and it's the first of the back to back. My concern oh, is three and a half. Star. My bad. Yeah. Uh, my concern is making the other blue liners fatigued. Well, it's stupid. Like let let's let's call this out. I mean, this is stupid. I don't care how you feel about Tim Heed, whether it's three minutes and 21 minutes too many, or, you know, you think he should be playing more. The fact is it's blatantly obvious now that Peter DeBoer is not going to play this guy. So Doug Wilson needs to either wave him, do something yep. so that the sharks stop because this is stupid. Like you're, you're putting way too many, you're 10 games into the season and you've got, you know, you're playing your top four, just like what was the minutes? Tell me the minutes for the top four time. I will get that up right now. Sure. Uh, Continue. Yeah, Brent Burns, okay, 2704. Eric Carlson, 2635. Mark Edward Vlasic, 2218. Uh, Brendan Dillon, 2325. Mario Ferraro, 1502. Yeah, like, okay, this is stupid. Like, you're 10 games into the season. Not only 10 games into the season, you're up. You're up. You're winning the game. Why are you burning people out when you're winning the game this is stupid like you can see how these guys are starting to play later on into the game you see burns basically dry humping everything that he can get close to because he's gassed like i don't care how you feel about tim Heed. this is stupid and if the sharks don't figure this out and do something about it like i don't care who you play in that position like fine you want to bring in dalton prout and play him actually play him fantastic but this stupid playing you know like tim heed's obviously peter DeBoer is done with them so get rid of them stop this stupid trade like i don't understand this team like it's just little things like this are gonna catch you later on it's an 82 game season it's a marathon it's not a sprint and if you're gonna play five defensemen every night and just stupidly handicap yourself like it's just it's ridiculous i can't even like yeah i just it's we said the exact same thing round one against Vegas yep. and it appeared yep. in round three against St. Louis when Eric Carlson was dead tired, making stupid plays and against the blues. And it's only going to backfire us in probably March or April yep. because we have zero rest. Well, not, not zero rest, but less rest compared to most teams like Canadian, like the month, like Montreal, for example, who, yep. who were probably one or two games away or, I think there were one point actually uh, for tiebreaker sake out of the playoffs. Yeah. Like it's, it's dumb. Like, look at the sharks tonight. They were, they were not good five on five tonight. And I know that you can look at the game and say, Oh, we won Ian, shut up. No, they weren't good five on five tonight. This is not a recipe for continued success. Every goalie you face isn't going to give up four goals on 14 shots. Like, you can't continue to win like this. You might eco to win here and there like this, but this isn't a recipe for success. You're a team that's trying to get out of the basement of the Pacific. Why don't you like take every advantage you can get and continuing to dress a guy and play a guy that you, that Peter DeBoer has no interest in playing. Like it just, it's stupid. Like, and I, I'm sorry, there's no better way to describe it. I, there isn't, and, and I'm not going to follow it up. I'm just going to follow up with the comments. Uh, AJ going in, going full ratto. Uh, Satan saying, just win the game. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nick Neff Tepitz, good to see you, bud. Is PDB forced to play Heed since they travel with Shimmick and Proud, even though they're still injured for the road trip? I mean, it, it could be, but if they're close, I mean, at this point, do you play them if they're this close? I mean, you have your your forty percent through this road trip. You have tomorrow uh, in Toronto, Sunday in, in Ottawa, and what Tuesday in Boston. I mean, at, at this I point, I, at this point, I mean, you're, and like you mentioned in the chat, you're not going to call up anybody uh, all no. the way from San Jose to. Eastern Canada. Well, I mean, you play again tomorrow. So, I mean, you're playing a back-to-back situation. And that's the other thing, too. Not only is this going to be bad tonight, but these guys are playing a back-to-back. You're going to play five defensemen all night on, on the first game of a back-to-back, and then they're going to look like ass in Toronto tomorrow. 
probably get skated around. And, well, gee, I wonder why. Maybe because you played five defensemen when you have six on the bench. Like, it's really, really dumb. Okay. Makes me angry. He he is not nicknamed the Angry Canadian Robot, folks. All right. Uh, Al has lost um, his video feed, but he's still here, right, Al? Yep. Okay, so... Uh, so Al is sponsored by Skype. We'll just get that out of the way. Uh, sleeping... Thank you, Skype. <laughs> Has anyone in the media asked PDB directly about playing five defenders the rest of the way? I don't think so. Um, I, and he, when asked, like he just says, well, well, he didn't have a good camp and he hasn't done anything to earn any leash. Well, okay, that's fine. But if you're Doug Wilson at this point, like Peter DeBoer is going to Peter DeBoer. Whatever. We like, I know what I'm going to get with Peter DeBoer. So I can tell you how stupid it is, but whatever. But Doug Wilson, the general manager of this team, needs to do something. Because obviously, like he can't be, you know, obviously Peter uh, Doug Wilson isn't going to go and tell Peter DeBoer how to coach. And that's fine. Whatever. I get that. I understand there's important tanning to be done. But. <laughs> wow. But. To, to just to let this continue, like, you have to do something. If you're Doug Wilson, you have to do something. Wave him. I don't even care at this point. Like, I don't care what you do with Tim Heed. Like, Tim Heed, you came back good on you, considering how you were handled last year. I don't know why you came back, but, like, just, if you're Doug Wilson, you have to do something at this point. Because now it's just, it's a detriment to your team. And, again, this is a team that five versus five, which is where you play most of the game, was really not that good tonight. Um... So to keep coming back with, with the same thing, I don't know. It's just someone has to do something because this is stupid. It's stupid and they should feel stupid. as uh... They should feel stupid. They should feel shame and stupidity. And I don't even, I don't know. It's really ridiculous. Like, oh, I shouldn't be this angry after a win, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he's saying the part of AJ tonight will be played by Ian Reed. Uh, you know. It's it's one of those it's one of those things that uh you have to you have to wonder what the heck is going on, you know. Um, I mean, and you're spot on with it, Ian. I mean, if you're playing a guy three minutes twenty one seconds and is not named Michael Haley, um, you know, you have to wonder what's what's the thing on what's the, the first that right, and it's not even like. And if it was a forward, I'd be annoyed, but less annoyed. But this is the first game of a back-to-back. Like, that's the part that baffles my mind. And with given the history with, with the way Tim Heed's been utilized, uh, if he dresses tomorrow, which he probably does, because let's be honest, the Sharks aren't going to send... They're probably not going to red-eye somebody out to, um, you know, Toronto. someone out to Toronto tomorrow. Toronto, yeah. So, like... <laughs> the first game of back-to-back like i just i don't understand like i understand that these guys are peak athletes and peak physical condition but you know what no other team's doing this to themselves like this is just this is self-inflicted and that's the most frustrating part of the situation is it's a self-inflicted wound that they're just inflicting on themselves and it's not like they're they're peeling through the league right now like this team is still a team that's that's fighting to get out of the basement of the pacific and we're 10 games in at this point like it's not it's not like everything's gone swimmingly this season so right. i don't know it just it doesn't make any sense to me from a, from a tactic just from a common sense forget tactics forget x's and o's it doesn't make any sense from a common sense perspective when you have to play back-to-back games to play five defensemen and then probably do it again tomorrow and then when you know and and then when the guys who have to bear the blunt of this being Eric Carlson and Brent Burns do some stupid play and can't get back to defend while well, we're all going to rip them apart tomorrow, aren't we? But you know, here we are playing 30 minutes. At... <laughs> <laughs> Let it out, Ian. Let it out. Yeah. Um, Derek, okay. Derek... So, and if Trevor Carrick's, I mean, even if Trevor Carrick's with the first, but history of show, so what Trevor Carrick's going to get seven minutes. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Moving on to the third period. Uh, <laughs> uh, Duran goes off for tripping. Uh, looked like maybe Ferraro had, had tripped himself by the stick. Sharks don't do anything on the power play there. 
late in the game, 1939, Brendan Dillon takes a cross-check, although it looked like Domi also took a puck to the mouth as he's getting cross-checked, yeah. so what a double whammy there. But oh, um, God. <laughs> but to 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 uh, to start a to kind of start a goalie controversy, uh, Al, I'll, I'll ask you this: Do you, I know you said Ottawa, but do you maybe try to start him tomorrow? No, considering no. he had a good performance tonight. No, you're you would just like I said before, you need to build up Jones' confidence, um, and Toronto is by far one of the top five teams in the league. They have the talent. They're easy one of the Stanley Cup contenders. And um, it's going to be one of those staple games, depending on how well Jones plays. Um, now, now, considering how much time they put into this game, I didn't really see you know, you know, Dylan getting, what, 22 minutes tonight? Mm. Burns, 26 minutes tonight. That's something you don't really see. I didn't see going in. Um, you know, I there's a lot of issues, but my issues are more towards the forwards. They're not really pushing up the puck, getting more, con, you know, constant pressure. Five-on-five play is still very, very much a big, big issue. Um, until that's fixed, um, LeBanc is still having a pretty rough season. Um, and that's more my issue right now. Not on Jones. I think what he's been able to work with, and you know, I think the what are what fans are mostly you know been more worried about is the first two games against Vegas, which have been total were total garbage. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way to say it, but they were total just mishaps. Yeah, and, and they didn't look good there. They looked really good tonight overall. Um, I'm kind of looking at the comments in the chat now. Uh, you know, one reason the nagging injury of some kind for Prout and, and Shimmick. Uh, so that's that's the thing. Um, you know, uh, people suggesting maybe, well, Hannon's still around surfing. We can go get him. No thanks. No offense, Scott. Uh, Tracy Kelbaugh, good evening to you. Uh, Burns is on, is almost a point of the game per player. He's not losing his step, considering he's doing far better than he was doing last year at this time. No, he's just getting run into the ground. Right. So, um, you know, and, and another one from Tracy. Problem I see is lack of scoring from rotating AHLers. I mean, Noah Greger at nine nineteen tonight. Uh, although he got demoted to the fourth line. Uh, later in this game well the Kevin LeBanc yo-yo must be always um I, I I mean it's not really it's the the problem is is like yeah okay you you want to see more from them but really the Sharks just aren't getting enough pressure in the offensive zone period yep. five on five the, the pressure is just not there so yeah you can you can get on the you you can definitely get on on the on the bottom six but really the the top six like it, this game is is kind of a misnomer because you look at this game and you look at the score and you go oh they they did great but really you know again i think i i go back to 13 scoring chances five high danger chances if carry price doesn't let in you know everything that goes that gets shot at him it's you know this this game probably ends quite differently um the they were the canadians out possessed the, the sharks in this game significantly yes um and and that's you know it so yeah you want to see more from your but really if the the sharks again going back five on five if you can't get that pressure five on five it's gonna be you know you're, you're gonna have a hard time regardless of whether you're evander kane whether you're um <laughs> sorry whether you're evander kane whether whether you're you know Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, Couture, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right down the line. So, um, yeah, you do want to see more contributions from from the bottom six. But, uh, I mean, look at Barclay Goodrow looks like one of your best guys. Barclay Goodrow shouldn't look like one of your best guys. What I will say, though, is that the Sharks did kind of play to their strengths. They did control the faceoffs. One of the main things they did kind of lead in is they won 50 to 30. And that was kind of like the main way they were able to stop Montreal's speed. Um, if they didn't do that, Montreal would have controlled most of the three zones. 
um, in transition. And once you do that against the Sharks, it's basically game over. Yep. And to reiterate what Chris just mentioned in the chat, uh, it's one thing to max your top four in the playoffs or in the closing stretch when you're coming down to the playoff wire, but early in the season is the dumbest thing possible. And kind of just and you're winning. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I mean, those, and like he added on, those extra minutes add up. Uh, stats on the night. Sharks uh, outshot 37 to 23. Good news tonight, though. They dominate in the faceoff circle. 61 to 39 on the special teams. Sharks dominate as well. Two for three on the power play. Montreal 0 for three on their uh, block shots. Sharks had 17. Montreal had 13 uh, for th- for that. Uh, going through the time on ice, everybody was in double digits on the forwards except for Noah Gregor. As for that's, the, f- go ahead. I so I said that's fine. I mean, uh, Noah Gregor is still, you know, he's 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 pitching in and he's he's learning he's learning his way. So obviously, it's it doesn't surprise me that he wouldn't be trusted with more than 10. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, uh, I mean, everybody's in good shape. Uh, the lowest guy on the totem pole for faceoffs was Jumbo at 46%. So that's a good night all around, uh, including Goodrow and Kane. Uh, perfect on the faceoff draws there. Uh, we already mentioned yep. about the defense. Defense-wise, uh, Aaron Dell, spectacular, as yeah. uh, as you can expect. Uh, against a high-powered Montreal team, Uh who came with reckless abandon in the last couple of minutes, trying to pull within one uh, in the third period. So, so Sharks win four to two over Montreal. Uh, Carey Price now goes to two ten and one all time against San Jose. Uh, Hurdle gets three assists on the night. It's his first three assist game since last October against uh, the Islanders. Uh, so, uh, Kane had five power play goals last season. He has five in seven games. Uh, so, uh, a good night all around for Brent Burns, 600th game as a San Jose shark. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, like, um, AJ's mentioning in the chat, Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlow became the first teammates 40 or older to score or to be on the score sheet for a goal since 2013 when they assisted on Milker's goal. So, uh, so while, Five on five, they did not look great. Uh, and Tim, he got to know uh, a piece of wood on the San Jose bench <laughs> well often. Sharks pick up a victory, uh, and they get to nine points on the campaign. With that, gang, is it time? No. Okay, It no. has to be. Oh, it has no. to be? Okay, you guys need I to make up your mind. Come on. Whatever. Whatever. If you you don't do it, I'm going to just start ranting about... about Uh, I'm going to... Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. It's... It's wraparound time, folks. Uh, The Sharks are... uh, are victorious tonight. There are other games going on in the NHL on this Thursday night, as it usually is. Uh, In Chicago, the Flyers are up 3-1 on the Blackhawks with about 13 minutes to go in the third period. Uh, Ducks are losing to the Dallas Stars, and and one of those awkward moments, if you were on the Ducks' Twitter, uh, they put, quote-unquote, weird on it, and they show a video of Corey Perry looking at his old team warming up, which was uh, quite interesting there. But Dallas has two goals from Gurionov to... Uh, get things going they just started the third period in big d in the big c uh the flames and panthers are tied up 2-2 matthew kachuk with a uh with the uh third of his season uh, Uyghur with his third ties it up for the panthers uh as they are about to go into intermission in calgary up north in northern alberta the oilers are down two to one to uh the Washington Capitals, Ovechkin with his eight. Hello, nurse, as his second of the season for the Oilers. Uh, earlier tonight, the Desert Dogs, oh, excuse us, lose to the uh, Fish Sticks four to two in that one. Uh, Derek Broussard with his first of the season 
Anders Lee his third. Varlamov with the victory for the Islanders. Uh, over in Manhattan, they don't have a curse of the Buffalo. They beat the Sabres 6-2. to two. Carter Hutton taking the loss because he, you know, I picked him up on the frickin' uh, fantasy hockey team thinking he's going to be unstoppable. But no. Oh, no. No, he doesn't have to do that. Uh, Panarin with his fifth of the season uh, and leads the team to victory for the Rangers, who are now 3-4-1. and one. The Neon Buggers beat the Bunch of Jerks 4-3. to three. That's right, the Blue Jackets over the Hurricanes 4-3 to three in that one in overtime. Cam. Oh, in that, for that game, if you can go and find the gif of that Sonny Milano goal. Mwah. Really? Yeah. So Sonny Milano with another highlight goal. Uh, I guess that's all he does. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, Cam Atkinson with the game winner 328 in overtime with the victory for the Blue Jackets. For those about to rock, we salute you. Uh, they're playing Gloria tonight in St. Louis. They beat the LA Kings. Thank you very much. 5-2. to two. That means the Sharks are now out of the cellar in the Pacific. Uh, Alex Petrangelo with a power play goal. Braden Shen with two goals on the night for the Blues victory there. And uh, finally, in the Hockey Tonk, 4 nothing. the final. Pekka Rinne with a shutout beats former Sharks goaltender Alex Stalock and the Minnesota Wild. Um, guys, who's more on the clock? Is it DeBoer, Mike Babcock, or Bruce Boudreaux? Uh, oh, DeBoer's not even close to on the clock. Um, honestly, like, things would have to... Uh, Doug, Doug Wilson doesn't really fire coaches during the season. Uh, so, and I just feel like he's got just more rope than he could possibly know what to do with. Uh, Mike Babcock was an interesting one. Um, for sure. But Bruce Boudreaux, it's hard. Like Bruce Boudreaux, I like Bruce Boudreaux as a coach, but I, I mean, Minnesota is something they, they won't rebuild. So I don't know what, what you do there. Yeah. And I don't know where you start for, if you're Bill Guerin with Minnesota for sure. Um, you know, and people are sort of saying, uh, Babcock and Boudreaux, uh, Capitals have just scored to make it 3-1 Alexander Ovechkin again with the power play goal. So, uh, thank you, Caps. For that yeah, one. Rob, factor fiction, wild, hold the fire stay at the end of the season. I don't think so, because when, when Bill Guerin was hired, um, as the general manager, this is per Jeff Merrick, that... Basically, the reason that he got the job, I can't remember who he got it over, I think Ron Hextall, um, because Ron Hextall went in and said, okay, this is what we got to do. We got to tear it down first. And uh, the Wild, per Jeff Merrick, had no interest in that. And so that's why they hired Bill Guerin. So I don't think that's coming. Yep. For sure. For sure. And so let's let's look forward to tomorrow night, the Sharks. uh Fly over to Ontario to take on well both teams, but they start on uh, on Friday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, the return of Patrick Marlowe to Toronto. Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, folks, uh, we we have a sneak peek uh, at the special uh, ceremony that they are planning to have for Patrick Marlowe on uh, on. Uh, Thursday, or excuse me, on Friday, let, let me uh, pull this up in case you haven't seen it yet on the social. Uh, let's take a look at it. There you go. Uh, what an honor for Patrick Marlowe to be honored with uh, such such icons like uh, Tim Horton, Matt Sandine, and uh, Gloria Salming. Uh, so looking forward to that for sure t- <laughs> tomorrow night. Damn. <laughs> glorious hey you know when your dad to san ramon native austin matthews and in uh, the 10 million dollar boy mitch marner i mean who knows so <laughs> so uh al what do you what do you expect from uh a similar strong team uh in toronto without john Tavares? yeah Without John Tavares, I think he's out for another week or two uh, with a wrist injury, I believe it is. Um, Something like that. Yeah. We'll just call it upper body. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's just call it everything. 
Um, it's going to be interesting. I think the first period is going to really be important for the Sharks more than Toronto. Um, if they don't get the first goal, it's going to be a really uphill battle. But um, it's going to be more of a witness test for Jones to see how he is against top-tier competition. Um, you know, is this going to be another scenario where we see something like Vegas again? And if that's the case with a healthy Eric Carlson, a Kane that's been playing pretty good, and with Patrick Marlowe, um, that's what I'm more or less seeing. Yeah. Ian? If, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, this is going to be another interesting game where, you know, if the Sharks can't get their, their 5v5 playoff, it doesn't, it feels to me like it could be a long night. Um, but, you know, Toronto's not exactly um, blowing the doors off either. So uh, I, I'm actually really intrigued about this game. It's going to be, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I, I think that with the way both teams have not really been maybe firing on all cylinders, it, it could be an interesting game. Like I'd be a lot more nervous if Toronto was, you know, completely on lockdown, but that's not the case. So um I, it's going to be a good game, I think. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch it. Um, and, you know, and then I got to go to sleep and then drive to Ottawa and then watch Ottawa and then go to sleep and then drive home. It's going to be good. <laughs> Again, I know we've kind of talked about this off air, but how psyched are you to go to Ottawa on Sunday? Oh, I'm super excited. Uh, the 20 hours of car ride uh, that is going to be sandwiched um, in between, like, you know, the sandwich, like the bread. That I'm not looking forward to so much, but oh my god, I can't wait to get to Ottawa. It's going to be fantastic. Awesome. If you see Ian, by all means, say hello to him. Uh, if we are able to, we will try to have him check in um, from the Canadian Tire Center on Sunday. Is that hometown hockey up north? Is that the hometown hockey game? Do you know? I have no idea, honestly. I think gotcha. it's... Um, that's a good question, honestly. I don't know. Is what is the When is the outdoor game? Is that on Saturday night? Yeah, it's on Saturday night, and okay. that Saturday yeah, night game, uh, Flames and Jets with some sweet uniforms will be taking place in Regina. Right. Yeah, that's gonna be that. That's be cool. I mean, I, I, outdoor games have completely. I compl- You know, I if, if I wasn't like if I didn't see a commercial for it, I'd have completely forgot there was an outdoor game this weekend. <laughs> like they're that like low on my things I care about scale. Adam Zemsik uh, will be in tomorrow uh, in Toronto tomorrow. By all means, enjoy uh, the game. Enjoy the game. I think Zach will be there for sure, and Zach is almost on his way to San Jose as well. Uh, his twenty-second arena, gotta get them all. That's cool, man. Uh, that's that, awesome. That, that's a dream come true. Uh, Sleepy mofo, how's the weather in Ottawa? <laughs> Cold. Cold. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, it's probably not much different than it is than it is here right now, and it's chilly. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Fahrenheit so you gotta go Google um I think it was like seven degrees today and it was just like rain and then not raining all day uh seven degrees Celsius so you can go and plug that Google and get a Fahrenheit version and it'll probably be both the same uh, uh, the Bay Area is literally on fire right now yeah so. literally unfortunately guys Geyserville uh uh you uh be safe out there uh you know hopefully I don't need to go rescue my Uma in beautiful Calistoga and for that matter, my power might be out Sunday. So, Ian, you might have to run the show tomorrow on uh, Sunday. If you... Oh, on my phone, eh? All right. <laughs> Why not, right? Uh, so with that, we'll bring a... Bring a... Oh, Ian, uh, you have a question. from Are you stalking out the Sharks Hotel? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't decided yet. We're going we're gonna to try and figure things out when I get there. I've got a few, uh, I got a few potential um, things lined up, so we'll see what happens. Awesome. Excellent. Outstanding. All right. Yeah, so 45 degrees, guys. There you go. A balmy yeah, 45 degrees. Only 7 degrees Celsius. Uh, I will take that in a heartbeat right now. Oh, my gosh. So, it's 80 right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it seems like it's even hotter out here. With that, we'll bring to a close of this uh, three-man edition of Teal Town After Dark. Al, uh, thank you as always for joining in. I know you were having some issues with your camera, so we just have to look at this big old S. I was trying to cover it up earlier, but to no dice. Uh, so I'll start with you and your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Uh, final thoughts. Um, 
kind of already covered it, but this was a Dell, great performance by Dell. Um, but I do want to mention that during the third period, um, Patrick Morrow was on the Jumbotron. Um, uh, the Canadian broadcasting kind of showed that. Um, they kind of mentioned that this might be his last game in Montreal. So maybe this could be a somewhat of a retirement tour coming up for Marlowe uh, coming up. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, thought that was kind of neat. Um, so, yeah, not the best performance from the Sharks, but a win is a win. And especially, win is a win. And especially these kind of the Sharks playing these days, that's all you can kind of ask for. Excellent. And they can find you where? Well, my Twitter handle that you'll see just below that ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Al Martinet on, on the uh, Twitter machine. Ian, uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you? Uh, at Ian Blogs Hockey. Um, final thoughts. Yeah, I look at uh, they, you know, they it's like a goal. They don't ask how they just ask how many. Um, two points is two points. Uh, you want to, you, you know, you got to be happy with the two points. I thought that uh, Dell played a hell of a game. Um, if Tim Heat wasn't already one, two, three and a half stars, then uh, should be Aaron <laughs> Dell. Um, other than that, though, um, no, other than that, look, it, it was a good game. But obviously the Sharks, um, the Sharks can't, they can't continue like this. Like this isn't, this winning won't be sustainable if they can't figure out their 5v5 game. Um, I think, and I think Buffalo really highlighted that. So, um, again, at Ian Blogs Hockey, uh, we did a TTG on the weekend. So if you haven't heard that yet, go check it out. Um, other than that, though, I look forward to being back on after I get home from uh, Ottawa. I'll try to check in from Ottawa, too. Yep. If not, have safe travels to and from, my friend, and uh, enjoy it immensely. I know you've been looking forward to it. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, or if you want the audio edition, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, basically anywhere you can find a podcatcher, we have it for you. So that'll do it for us. We will be back with you tomorrow night following Sharks and Leafs. You might get a TLFR, if you know what I mean. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit Follow us on the social. Check out some videos, including the puck, most recent Pucknologist. So until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone.